Folks, everyone knows the next medical crisis is just around the corner. Whether it comes in the form of a pandemic or something much more mundane like a tick bite, you and your family need to be prepared. That's what we learned from this last pandemic, right? That's where the wellness company comes in. You know the wellness company. We have their great doctors like Dr. Peter McCullough on all the time on our shows. The wellness company and their doctors are medical professionals that you can trust. And the new medical emergency kits are the gold standard when it comes to keeping you safe and healthy, and most importantly, prepared. Be ready for anything. This medical emergency kit contains an assortment of life-saving medications, including ivermectin and z The medical emergency kit provides a guidebook to aid in the safe use of all of these life-saving medications. So you know what you're doing. From anthrax to tick bites to COVID and even the bioweapon like the plague, the wellness company's medical emergency kit is exactly what you need to have on hand to be prepared. Rest assured knowing that you have emergency antibiotics, antivirals, and antiparasitics on hand to keep you and your family safe from whatever the globalists throw your way. Go to www.twchealth/justnews today in order. That's twc.health/justnews and use the promo code justnews to save 10%. Hello, America, and welcome to a new edition of John Solomon Reports, the podcast from Just the News, where today we don't have one, we have two big interviews. Joining us today, Congresswoman Claudia Tenney from the great state of New York. Remember a year ago, she was on this podcast. She said the border would become a major crisis. Now it has. She was right. And one of the alleged terrorists, people who had terrorized that were recently stopped trying to sneak across the border, had a connection, was wearing a patch from Congresswoman Tenney's own backyard, Oneida County, showing just how sophisticated the smuggling of terrorist operations are. We're going to talk to her about that. I think she's going to break some news on that, plus an election integrity. And then we're going to go to the economy. He comes on once a month, and I hate to say it, his streak is unbelievable. Philip Patrick from Birch Gold is here to talk about the latest economic indicators, why you should be worried, what you can do. A really great show. We're going to take a quick commercial break. Come right back with Congresswoman Claudia Tenney in just one second. You know what, folks? Stress may be why you can't lose weight. If you've got moderate to high stress like I do, a doctor-formulated weight loss supplement called Lean could be your solution. Chronic stress wreaks havoc on blood sugar, which can cause your body to store excess fat. Stress can also slow your metabolism, which fuels weight gain. And you know all about stress eating and sugar cravings, right? Now the good news. The studied ingredients in Lean have been shown to help maintain healthy blood sugar levels, help optimize metabolism, and keep your appetite under control. Now, if your life is a bit stressful like mine and you want to lose weight, Add lean to your healthy diet and exercise lifestyle. Now get 15% off and free shipping at takelean.com. That's takelean.com and enter the promo code justnews15. That's the promo code justnews15 at takelean.com. One more time, takelean.com. Statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease, and it's not a substitute or alternative for care from a healthcare provider. Hey folks, if you're a homeowner and you're like me, you want to protect your home, right? But when's the last time you checked on the title to your home? If you never have, listen to this. A new report on homeowners shows we all now have $16 trillion in equity. That's an all-time high in America. That's why you need protection from a scam the FBI calls house stealing. 
That's when the equity in all of our homes is the target, sadly, of scammers. If nobody's watching the title to your home, these scammers can transfer your title to their name, take out loans, and your equity could be gone. Poof, gone. You have to protect your equity from this despicable crime right now with triple lock protection from my good friends at HomeTitleLock.com. The first step is to check on your home's title to see if it's still in your name. Sign up with your address at HomeTitleLock.com and be sure to use the promo code JUSTNEWS. They're going to send you a complete title scan of your home's title in your first 30 days of triple lock home title protection. That's legendary protection, by the way. It's free. HomeTitleLock.com. Use the promo code JUSTNEWS. One more time. Go to HomeTitleLock.com today and protect your most important asset, the equity in your home. All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break. As promised, a very special guest, someone who about a year ago came on this show and said, watch the border, watch the border. Boy, was she right. Joining me right now from the great state of New York is Congresswoman Claudia Tenney. Congresswoman, great to have you back on the show. Well, thank you. It's such an honor to be on. Uh, love following you uh, on your social media and also on your podcast. Uh, great job in informing the public and being a, a true investigative journalism. It's a, it's a dying art, but we're oh, glad to have thank you. you. Thank you. That means a lot. Well, we've got a lot to cover. And I want to start off because it was a year ago, a little just under a year ago, you went in March and that went down to the border. And I think you were one of the first Congress uh, members that I talked to that said this, this is going to be a disaster. American security is there. Now we wind the clock ahead and two million people get into the country illegally. They're being dispersed and they find a guy with terrorism connections to Yemen and he's wearing an EMS jacket from your own backyard, Oneida County, uh, almost perfectly uh, highlighting the concerns that you were raising. What do we know about that? Have the authorities given you any more information? And what do you think generally about what where we are in this border crisis? Yeah, well, obviously it continues to be a disaster. And uh, the concern about that Oneida County Ambulance, Volunteer Ambulance Corps patch that was on uh, this person that was detained at the border with terrorist ties to Yemen uh, apparently has, according to the authorities, we haven't done our call with them yet, has no uh, direct ties with my community, but they have seen that some of their jackets and some of their apparel has been auctioned off on on different sites on the internet. Wow! So that's something to be aware of. You know, these are these are people looking to deceive. Yep. Uh, the border security. They're going to try every angle to get in. And right now, it's not very hard. Is I was there in March of last year, and and it continues to get worse. And I went to the El Paso sector. Interesting, that's the place that ultimately Vice President Harris went to. Right. And uh, I would love to still go to see the Rio Grande operation, although you can the, the El Paso sector, though it's not as busy as the Rio Grande sector and not nearly as, as dangerous, uh, you could see uh, the struggle that's happening there on a little bit smaller scale. Yeah, no it's doubt. the second busiest uh, port of entry. But, you know, the people there are are struggling to just try to take care of these children. And as I think I alluded to in our first interview, when I went to the airport, I saw many of these children already uh, getting ready to, to board planes to be flown to other parts of the country. And uh, fast forward to just a couple of within a couple of weeks of that time, there was an email that we were able to get from our defense finance and accounting service that was sent out generally to all of the federal employees in that organization saying, would you be willing to give up 90 to 120 days of paid leave to foster these children coming across the border? So we are resorting to using taxpayer dollars, taxpayer funded um, 
employees to try to handle this problem. Instead of dealing with the issue at the border, we know it's not the triangle countries uh, that Kamala Harris keeps focusing right. on. It's the open border with human trafficking, drug trafficking. Uh, and, and it's really tragic to see what's happening and how we're overburdening the system to the point where it's really a humanitarian crisis as much as, you it know, is. it's a danger to the other American citizens. Yeah. If the Democrats goal were to make the lives of uh, these migrants better, they aren't because they're being trafficked, they're being drug mule, they're, they're all these terrible things are happening. It's actually doing the opposite for what they claim that they're trying to achieve with this open border. And then you have the security issue, like you, you've just highlighted. I want to go to another one of your favorite topics. You've been one of the most eloquent voices on this incredible moment of censorship and cancel culture in America. This morning, you joined uh, Congressman Nels and several other colleagues and sent a letter to, twi to Twitter demanding answers about why it took offline one of the most famous scientists and one of the inventors of the mRNA uh, vaccine. Tell us a little bit about why you joined that letter and what concerns you about Twitter's conduct. You know, this is really scary that Twitter is not going to operate based on science, and they're actually going to censor someone as well-renowned and well-respected as Dr. Robert Malone and suspend his Twitter account when this guy has spent years as a vaccine researcher involved in the development of these mRNA vaccines. Right. And the fact that Twitter would suspend this guy for saying something that's outside the political narrative, which just shows you this is political science, not actual science. And so it's just I, I, we have got to deal with getting the facts and the truth uh, to the public. And Twitter is definitely not the vehicle to do that. They've proven it time and again that they're really just a, a political operation trying to, you know, spew their own political ideology, not tell the truth to the public. And, and Facebook is much the same. And I can you could probably count uh, many of your friends and many of my friends and family members who uh, reach out to me and say, I'm in Twitter jail again because yes. I said something that was considered, uh, you know, heresy last year, but is actually being admitted by the CDC today, you know. So, Isn't it amazing? Uh, you know, this is, it, it's scary. It's really yeah. scary. And as a former journalist, as someone who owned a newspaper. Yeah, that's right. I, look, even if, even if we disagree with what's out there, we, we put it out there. We never censored anything. I put things out all the time uh, and tried to be fair with, the, like, both sides of, a, of, course, of, of an yeah. argument, whether it was science or politics or you know, important issues facing our community because people need to make their own judgment. This is what critical thinking is about. But if you don't have the facts and the information, you can't make a good judgment. It is remarkable that the, the uh, and I think about this, Twitter is claiming it has better scientific credentials than Dr. Robert Malone, who helped invent the vaccines that we're now using. It uh, There's something wrong in this picture when Twitter suddenly thinks it's smarter than everybody else. Do you think we reach a moment, you know, Republicans take back Congress next year if that happens, where something has, I've been talking to a lot of members of Congress who've quietly been talking about this, maybe it's time to make political orientation a, pro a protected class uh, among discrimination, along with religion and other things, because it seems as though the free speech premises or the, the concept that free speech is universal has really been eroded by big tech. Could you imagine something as big as declaring political orientation a protected form, uh, something protected from discrimination? But it's tough to go down that road, because, but, but the, the power uh, that these people have to control the electronic airwaves yeah. and, and all the way, it's, it, it's not like the guy selling the newspaper on the street anymore. It really presents a much more multifaceted type of problem, not to mention it's instantaneous around the world, not just instantaneous 
in our backyard or in a neighborhood. The neighborhood is literally the world. And I, I know I'm going to bring something up that will probably surprise you on this censorship issue. But look at just what just happened to, you know, tennis's number one player, Novak yeah. Djokovic. Yep. I mean, they, they have censored the world's number one as he has come into Australia to, you know, defend his title as the world's number one. And he wasn't removed because he didn't meet the qualifications. He was censored, basically. They didn't like the narrative that he was presenting. It didn't fit with their narrative. And I'll just give you an example of something that I saw uh, in The Economist. This was a headline. When you talk about political speech, and uh, this is a headline from The Economist uh, after that. As a tennis player, Novak Djokovic's vaccine hesitancy is exceptional. As a Serb... It is not. And that's a close quote. That's coming from The Economist. How more political is it going to get? And that just undermines the the institution. What an amazing statement. And Yeah, amazing that that's what's happening, you know, in the tennis world. Now, can you imagine if it were were someone else uh, that uh, was the the tennis player in that position, that that if what the what the uh, results would have been had it not been someone like a Novak Djokovic? Yeah, just absolutely. I mean, the fallout. What if it was Serena Williams who, you know, didn't want to take yeah. the, the vaccine you know a, a, like the world's best women tennis player in history probably ever i mean she's amazing but imagine if that had happened i mean this is what we're the road we're going down it's really scary and the censorship i'm not sure what the answer is but i know definitely these uh the power that these uh different uh media organizations like twitter and facebook the, the power that they've that they've become makes you wonder if 230 is even enough you know, we looked at splitting up, uh, you know, big bells into the baby bells right. and whether or not that's going to happen. But you do have to open it up because they control the servers, too. So there's they nowhere do. else to go. And yep. uh, and that's where I worry about how do we build an infrastructure? How do we do we turn them into a utility? And then you have government deciding what speech is. So, you know, it's a very, very complicated road to go down. And I'm very hesitant to do that. But they ha- they do have to be reined in in some way or at least. There has to be some way to prevent them from discriminating against people purely based on a political narrative of one side of the aisle. Yeah, that's what it is. It's one viewpoint over the other. It's incredible. I think there's a little bit of that in the debate I want to go to next, the election integrity debate. There are all these dramatic statements yesterday on Martin Luther King Day that American voting rights are uh, in grave jeopardy and that requiring someone to have a voter ID is racist and, and disenfranchising. We had a poll here at Just the News, and there's a new one out in Michigan this week, 80% 80% of African-American voters think voter ID is a good thing. Joe Biden is actually spitting in their eye when he says these things. Why do you think Democrats are using all this hyperbole right now to sell this bill? Because they have nothing else to take and keep power right now. This is covering over bad policies. If they can completely rig the game where Republicans can never win, no matter how bad the Democrats' policies are, that's what they're going to do. And these false claims and Remember, last year was a record turnout election. Great point. So when they talk about voter suppression, really? It was a record turnout year. And the only way uh, that the Democrats were actually able to win the presidential race, in my opinion, and you can read Molly Hemingway's book, is that over $400 million was used to prime the pump in key swing states to vote harvest and to get the vote out to make sure that those numbers in their very, very small numbers we're able to, you know, have Joe Biden squeak across the finish line, because when you look at the rest of the year, every Republican incumbent in the House won. 
Uh, Fifteen new Republicans were elected. And all of this, you know, is, is just, I think, a cover to try to pass these election laws that, by the way, to take away things that are popular, like you can 80 percent means it's popular. <laughs> Voter ID is popular and people believe in it. They, they care about election integrity and people are concerned about the ability to cheat with ballot harvesting, which is why in New York state, a two to one Democratic state, the voters in a statewide referendum, mostly Democrat voters, rejected um, the, these ideas of same day registration yeah. and partisan gerrymandering. And, and those those were all rejected by the voters in a statewide referendum that was put up by the Democrats who control everything in New York. Isn't that so you amazing? can see even Democrat and independent voters aren't buying this. And so the Democrats want to rig the game. You know, that's what they're, they're trying to do. Now you, you mentioned off here when we were talking, uh, you recently had an interaction with a New Hampshire uh, state election regulator. Tell us what he told you and why it's so remarkable to this debate. Yes, I had a wonderful guy named Bill Gardner. He's the Secretary of State of New Hampshire. Unfortunately, he's retired uh, and retiring. He has been the Secretary of State of the State of New Hampshire since 1976. He wow. came on as a special guest of the Election Integrity Caucus, and he said he doesn't believe in early voting, doesn't believe in no-excuse absentee voting, and he said that New Hampshire has among the highest turnout of any state in terms of voters, They also have among the highest turnout among women and minorities and the state of New Hampshire in their law before they change it, because the Democrats are trying to change it there, too. Uh, They had a law that required that the secretary of state has to announce the results of the election on election night. So all the shenanigans you hear about that's going on in these races where we have to if if we don't do this, it's racist or it's voter suppression. Not true in the state of New Hampshire, which, by the way, many of the southern part of New Hampshire is a bedroom community to many of the to Boston and Massachusetts and many many more liberal areas. Yeah. Well, then also the the first in the state nation primary. New Hampshire's know how to vote, know how to count votes, and uh, they don't need any of this nationalization stuff that. Yeah, the federalization that the Democrats are trying to do. One last question. Uh, there's a good chance Republicans take over Congress next year. What are the most important oversight functions that Republicans need to dig into? What, If you had to pick the ones that you're, you think most need to be investigated, explored, and fixed, what, where would the Republicans start? You know, right now I have got a huge concern about our executive branch and always the overreach uh, by the bureaucrats. But I'm very concerned about some of the things that have come forward in the last year that no one's doing anything about, uh, you know, particularly with the FBI, uh, the CIA, uh, the Department of Justice and everything that's happening at the border. There there just doesn't seem to be any uh, ability uh, to enforce our laws. You know, the, the states created the federal government and the primary reason that we allowed that to happen. New York was an original colony was for border security and national defense. That yep, is a primary right. obligation of, this or, of the executive branch, and they're failing miserably at that. And I just see a huge problem with this growing bureaucracy and, uh, you know, this huge it, – it's been an issue for a long time. It's something that President Trump actually, you know, called out rightly and tried to fix by reducing the strength and power of the executive branch, the, only, the, the, the branch that he actually was the head of, and which I think is remarkable. But it we is. realize that they are suffocating the rights of citizens and actually putting in jeopardy the rights of citizens in terms of the just exertion of power and authoritarianism coming out of the executive branch right now. 
Yeah, bringing down the size of government would be one of the greatest gifts I think America could enjoy in the next 10 years. It's just gotten so big and unwieldy. You even see it in the attack on the synagogue. Now, the, the FBI agents on the ground did a great job with the hostage rescue team. But then headquarters gets involved and they tried to pretend that this wasn't a terror attack targeting a Jewish institution. It was obvious it was. And it, the FBI loses credibility Everybody, every time it, it seems to flip-flop. It's going to be interesting to see what you guys can do. Absolutely. And and by the way, I know a ton of FBI agents at the lower levels who are phenomenal, devoted public servants who really care about law and order. So it's really at the top where I think we need to focus on cleaning house at this point. And and look, I'm all for funding the police, but I think that this is an issue with the FBI, with the people in power. We need to clean house there. It's a mentality at the leadership level, not at the field level. I mean, the agents are amazing still. And uh, They do the hard work every day, as do you. Congresswoman, it's always an honor to have you on the show. I thank you so much for time. We'll get you back on pretty soon because I have a funny feeling you got a busy year ahead of you. Yes, we do. And hopefully we'll uh, we'll have uh, have some progress here and and make sure that this filibuster uh, bill doesn't pass today or destroying the filibuster, as Chuck Schumer is trying to do. Yeah, important stuff. History unfolding right before our eyes. Well, thanks again for your time and look forward to get you back on soon. Thank you so much, John. It's an honor to be on. Same here. Thanks, folks. All right. We're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we're going to have a little discussion about the economy. I know a lot of you are thinking about that. We'll be right back after this commercial break. Folks, if you owe back taxes, fair warning, you're not going to like this. The IRS is mailing millions of pay-up letters. Millions, I say. Then it's up to the 20,000 new IRS enforcement agents to find you. Why the IRS targets you and not millionaires? Well, because millionaires have tax lawyers. You don't, you'll pay up. Plus interest and penalties. You need Tax Network USA and you need them now. Tax Network USA has brilliant war room strategies to solve your IRS problems quickly and in your favor. Like a preferred direct line to the IRS. They know which agents to deal with and who to avoid. It's not all bad news for you because Tax Network USA learned of a special limited time IRS offer. They're willing to waive $1 billion in penalties if you qualify. So schedule your free confidential consultation to see if you qualify for this limited time IRS penalty canceling offer. To do so, call 1-800-245-6000. That's 1-800-245-6000. Or visit tnusa.com slash justnews. That's tnusa.com slash justnews. All right, folks, as we draw near to another critical election, it's not only about casting your vote, it's about elevating your voice, making your voice be heard. AMAC is more than just a senior discount organization. They unite like-minded patriots like you and I, committed to preserving our cherished values and actively opposing the leftist agenda that's sweeping across America. Just look at their recent victories. AMAC members helped to push forward an investigation into practices that inflate drug prices. They successfully defeated ranked choice voting in order to protect traditional voting methods, and they've also helped block a federal takeover of elections. As AMAC's membership grows, Washington is listening. Every new member strengthens this movement. If you love America, visit AMAC, A-M-A-C dot U-S slash Just News to become a four-year member for just $30. That's a great discount. AMAC is not only better for America, it's better for you. Membership gives you access to the AMAC magazine, free Social Security and Medicare guidance, money-saving discounts, trusted news, sweepstakes, 
and so much more. It's a community, not a service. Take advantage of our election year sale, four years for just $30 at AMAC. By joining over 2 million Americans, they can't ignore your voice in Washington anymore. Join now at AMAC, AMAC.us slash just news. That's AMAC.us forward slash just news. All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break. So glad you can join us because every time we have this man on the show, we learn something about the economy. And I can tell you, he was predicting the moment we're in right now. He was predicting this last spring. That's how prescient a thinker he is on the economy. Joining me right now is my good friend, Philip Patrick. He's a precious metal specialist and spokesman for Birch Gold, one of our great sponsors. Philip, welcome back to the show. Thank you for having me back, and Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you as well. It may be a happy new year, but it's going to be, I think, a difficult new year for a lot of folks. You're starting to see some real discomfort in the markets. Today, we were bouncing around quite a bit. How are investors and the larger economic you know, forces looking at the start of 2022? been, as you rightly point out, it's been a rough start for the year. The market stumbled right out of the gate. Stocks, as of this morning, are down broadly 3.5% for the year so far. What's gotten hit particularly hard is the the high-valued risk on tech stocks. Tech is 6% down for the year. It's actually the worst start since 2016 for the tech sector. What's really concerning for me, though, has been the volatility, right? The swings up, the swings down have been very extreme. And this sort of behavior is exactly what we'd expect approaching the end of a very long bull market. You look at the the, the numbers and it's concerning, right? Current market valuations are in line with the dot-com bubble and the Great Depression, Price-to-earning ratios, which we've discussed in the past, it's the second highest in history today. In fact, whenever the price-to-earning ratio has gone to this level or even close, the market's dropped 50%, and there are no exceptions to that. Now, speaking of the dot-com bubble, Bank of America analysts, I think, had an interesting perspective on the year ahead. They said, and this is a direct quote, There are too many similarities between today and the 1999-2000 era. In fact, many of the signs today are worse, right? Negative real interest rates, surging inflation, and extreme valuations. Bank of America, Morgan Stanley now predict a negative year for stocks ahead. And of course, if it's anything like 2000, it could be very, very bad, particularly without Fed support. So I think we've got a, a rough one ahead, John. Yeah, all the forces are lined up for a very difficult year. It certainly looks that way. And everyone I'm talking to, economists, others are saying that when you look at the surprising unemployment numbers we've seen in the last few weeks, what do you make of the job market and how employers are looking at the job market? Look, I think the job market's changing. We saw back in November, it was the most amount of quits that we've ever seen in a single month. I think COVID has reshaped things. People have been quitting lower paying jobs in search for higher paying jobs. Now, on the surface, that sounds great, right? People's salaries are increasing, but it's creating a gap in these lower paying jobs, right? In the service industry and others. So what's actually happening, employers are having to raise salaries in these lower paying jobs to try and attract employees And what's that doing? It's compounding the inflationary issues. So, you know, it's getting rough across the board, actually. 
Yeah, no, it, it really does seem to be a, a pepsit in a lot of the employers' minds. And also workers, like you said, the largest dropout of employees in any month in the history of America. Really remarkable. Now, the Fed is the place that we often turn to when we see our economy sputtering, stagflation. Chairman Powell has been making some noises finally. Uh, he's acknowledged that inflation isn't fleeting like he may, may have suggested previously. It's here for a while. What is the outlook on what the Fed and Chairman Powell might do to try to balance the inflation with the potential warning signs in a slowing economy? The question is, what can they do? But you're, yeah. you're absolutely spot on, right? They've dropped this sort of line, transitory, temporary. Yeah. I think after 19 consecutive months of price increases, I don't think they had a choice. Uh, right. Transitory was, <laughs> yes. was losing ground. Look, inflation is here. Uh, last numbers came out at 7%. It's the highest since 1982, which was the tail end of the last stagflation crisis. Now that it's become a political issue, they're attempting to address it. I think inflation is rising. The producer price index came out last week, right? And that's over 9.7%. Now, what that is, is it's a leading indicator of rising inflation to come because it looks at inflation at the producer level. So for the foreseeable future, I think it's here to stay. In terms of what can the Fed do about it, it's becoming a priority, which is why now the Fed is suggesting, hey, they have to raise interest rates. And this year, I think, will be the year to do it. They're suggesting three or four interest rate raises. But here's the big problem. They can't raise them dramatically enough to really combat inflation. Let's look at the last time inflation was at this level. It was 1982. Interest rates back then were 14.5% to try and tame inflation. The Fed can't do that today, right? In 1982, we had $1.1 trillion of debt. Today, we're 30 times that. So if interest rates were to, get to, were to get too high, the debt service payments would exceed our tax revenue. So I think as Americans, we have to get used to inflation. The Fed are going to do what they can do, but it doesn't look like it'll be enough. In many respects, we've painted ourselves into a corner here. Yeah, just like you were warning a year ago. I remember one of our first interviews of talking about you're running out of options. We're running out of options. And here we are now in that moment. The Biden administration itself, does it have the political will or even the political capital to deal with stagflation? How do you look at this president and his ability to maneuver this? I mean, I think just watching his initial, you know, sort of tenure, we're seeing he doesn't have the ability to combat it, right? Look, what we've said, I mean, look at the gaslighting coming out of this guy, right? We were trying to force through spending plans, suggesting that they would lower inflation, that they wouldn't cost anything. And the realities were very, very different. So I don't think as long as we have these guys in office, I don't think we're on the right trajectory. We're heading in the right direction to really address it. And that's why I say I think the solution here is going to be a painful one, but it's going to be political. It's going to come in November with the midterms. We need to try and you know, restrict this guy's ability to overspend. It's going to come in 2024 with a change of direction. But I think as long as we have these guys steering the ship, we're heading down a dangerous path. 
Yeah, that's uh, what a lot of the folks, even a lot of the Democratic economists are really beginning to Correct. to warn. The national jet, we talked a little bit about the interest rates and the impact on that, but talk about some of the other concerns that this massive national debt creates in terms of China's ability to maybe play with the dollar. What do you see as the long term, the next year, year and a half, the consequences of having such a crippling debt at $30 trillion? It's the crippling debt, it's the printing of money, the devaluation of currency. These things are all playing into the hands of China. Listen, China have been desperate to overtake the United States to control global reserve currency, right? And this has been in their minds for years, right? Many years ago, Russia and China signed bilateral trade agreements to try and distance from the dollar. What we're doing today is playing into their hands, right? Last year, we saw central banks shrink their exposure to the dollar. It is at an all-time low. At the same time, they bought over 4,000 tons of gold to bring stockpiles to record highs. What I think this is, is a temporary measure. They're looking for a solution. They're watching what this Fed, what this government are doing, printing the dollar to oblivion, and they're looking for a shorter-term solution. Longer term, we play into China's hands like this. So, you know, it's becoming, like I say, very concerning. And the policies that we are undertaking, they're not leading in the right direction at all. Yeah. And when you're sitting here, we've all become investors now. All of us have 401ks. We have retirement plans, IRAs. When your mom and pa investor, like I am, what do we make of this? How do we navigate this sort of uncertain time? I mean, there's so many different forces at work. What's the best approach for someone trying to weather this storm? Look, I I think staying informed, right? And that's why shows like this are, are very, very important because education is always key. The other thing we need to do is look at what the smart money does, right? As I mentioned last year, central banks escaping the dollar in favor of gold. gold. Why did they do it, right? It's for the same reasons that you or I would. Physical precious metals have no counterparty risk. They're not a promise to pay, and they don't rely on a government or a corporation to make good or even exist to retain value. And here's the key. They're conducive for climates like this. They grow when inflation rises and therefore are a very useful tool for preserving buying power. And the phrase I always use is weather the storm, right? We have to get through tough times and they're about the most useful and conducive way to do it in climates like this. Yeah, and there are ways, particularly for folks like myself that are you know, 10, 15 years away from retirement, of taking your 401k, your qualified IRA, in protecting that. Talk a little bit about how Birch Gold gives options to people who are managing their 401k and want that 401k not to lose all of its value in these uncertain times. Correct. Like I said, education is key, and and that's what we specialize in here at Birch. We can help people step-by-step protect their retirement, whether that's rolling over a portion of their 401k and hedging some of that exposure with physical metals or 
buying physical metals directly through cash purchases. But the key here, I think, is to hedge, right? You want to make sure that there is a portion of your retirement that is geared to grow in an inflationary climate and potentially mitigate losses you may see elsewhere in the portfolio. But we at Birch, we guide you through step by step by step and make it very easy for investors. I'll second that. There is an incredible pamphlet, that booklet that Birchgold has put together. Folks, you can get this at birchgold.com slash justnews, birchgold.com slash justnews. It's an amazing starting point with your relationship with Birchgold. Lots of wisdom, lots of options I didn't know exist until I got to meet Philip and his great team. Philip, thank you so much for all you do. I love having you on the show every month. We really are riding this economic storm together. And every time I talk to you, I feel a little bit smarter. So thanks so much for sharing your thoughts today. Thank you so much for having me, John, as always. Yeah, it's an honor. Absolutely an honor. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we'll wrap things up for the day. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. All right, folks, that wraps up another edition of John Solomon Reports. So grateful you joined us today. So grateful for the guests we had. Congresswoman Tenney, great job. Really interesting stuff. That stuff about Oneida County and the EMS patch. Good warning for all of us who might sell stuff on the Internet. And then, of course, everything we heard today on the economy, you got to keep that in mind. Now, we were just talking with Philip about this. It's very important. If you want to get that pamphlet from Birch Gold and learn about how to use gold incorporated into your investment or retirement strategies in these uncertain times, we've made it real simple because of our partnership with Birch. Go to birchgold.com slash justnews. Let me give you that one more time. Birchgold.com slash justnews. You'll get that pamphlet. It'll start you on the journey. I got this booklet. It is an amazing. It opened my eyes to all sorts of things I didn't know about. Check it out. All right, we'll be back tomorrow. Until then, may God bless you and may God bless this extraordinary country of the United States, as he always has. You've been listening to John Solomon Reports, a podcast from Just the News. Hey there, it's Amanda Head, and I am thrilled to introduce to you my new exciting podcast, Furthermore, with Amanda Head, broadcasting weekly from sunny Los Angeles, California, and brought to you by the dynamic Just the News Podcast Network. On this fresh and engaging podcast, I delve into the latest news with a little bit of a twist, exploring the furthermore 
of every story, but this isn't your typical run-of-the-mill news commentary or politically charged program. I interview a diverse range of guests, including business leaders, entertainers, musicians, educators, experts, politicians, and many influential figures from both the United States and around the world. So why not make your Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays a little more interesting? Tune in on your preferred podcast platform and discover furthermore with Amanda Head on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. And don't forget to hit that follow or subscribe button and be sure to download the latest episodes. I can't wait to have you join me on this exciting journey. At Just the News, we break the stories others in the media ignore or are too afraid to tell. We did it on Russia collusion, Hunter Biden, and the security and intelligence failures that preceded January 6. Our stories have real impact and reach because we stick to the facts. I'm John Solomon. You can help me expand our honest, unvarnished, and unbiased reporting by becoming a premium member at Just the News. You'll get an ad-free experience and exclusive member-only access to events, and you'll be helping us dig up more truth. Join today at justthenews.com slash subscribe.